This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best artists to you. Welcome to WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago. I am Sean Anderson, and I am honored to have James Alex from Beach Lang on the phone. I'm going to be interviewing him today. James, how are you? Uh, doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming on, man. I just saw you at Chicago when you guys played at the Subterranean, and it was an amazing show, and you guys were the first band that it actually seemed like you were having real fun on the stage. How do you, as a lead singer, really get the crowd involved and have them feel like they're a part of this ex- whole experience? Yeah, man. Um you know, I, I suppose by not knowing there's another way to do it, right? I mean, um, <laughs> and if there is, like, you know, why would you want to, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. To me, it's like the great sort of big, beautiful thing about rock and roll is like we never have to grow up, you know, get serious, starch our collars, like all that junk, you know? Um, so, yeah, man, that's just sort of the way, sort of the way we fly, you know? And it is, uh, look, Beach Flying's sort of the foundation of Beach Flying is this is really personal, intimate thing, right? So that's kind of where it is, man. No smoke and mirrors, hearts on our sleeves, like, so I think that that sort of that sort of connection thing, it's, it's pretty easy to smash through it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's from like Ruben playing that air horn on stage and then the bassist <laughs> getting all like flustered because everyone's singing the songs. Is that just like is has that hit you like because you but you're a big you know, I mean, you've been a part of the punk scene for since the 90s. So are you used to the whole crowd interaction or does it still get to you sometimes? Oh, it's it still gets me, man. If I if I lose that thing, it's time to time to split. Right. I mean, that's yeah. really that's really the thing, right? I mean, that's that's the whole reason to do it. Because if not, man, then you're just, you know, you can listen to records in your room, right? In yeah. order to do that thing. I mean, the thing with us is like, you know, I take a lot of time writing and I think there's a, there's a serious sort of tonal quality to the songs as they stand. I mean, the balance to that is, if I want to have a, I want to have as much fun as I can when we, when we do it, right? I've, I've always looked at like writing as sort of the baptism and live as sort of the exorcism, you know? And that, <laughs> And that's sort of what it is, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to become this like pretentious band that takes themselves too seriously. Um, if you come to see us live, you, you absolutely know that's not the case, right? And that'll sort of never change. I mean, you know, everything sort of relates back to just being really honest with, with, with this thing, right? And it's like when I'm writing, that's sort of the honest like sort of mindset. But when we play live, it's like it's rock and roll, man. We want yeah. to have fun, and 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 we do that. Yeah, I mean, and then plus we saw you at Riot Fest as well, and you just brought up a guy to beatbox corn on stage, which was ab- <laughs> it was absolutely phenomenal, and the first time I've ever seen something like that. And it's just it looks like you guys are having fun, and you guys want to contain this youthful energy. And on the new album uh, that you guys just put out in October, the things we do to find people who feel like us, there's a constant theme of being young. Was it difficult to write like such a sophisticated album and such a powerful album, but still maintaining this youthful energy and lyrics in your music? Yeah, man, like, like, not even a little bit, you know? I mean, it's like it, it, it's like I was sort of saying earlier, man, the only calculated decision I made when starting Beach Slang was I just, I want to be honest. I want to write exactly the way I feel at the exact time I'm writing it. And it's like, like when you do that, like sincerely do that, I don't know, man, everything, everything just sort of melts into place, you know? It's, it's this really great weirdo thing how well, like, honesty knows how to manage itself, you know? So it's just sort of like, look, man, you know, people have asked me, like, how are you sort of making this thing happen? And it's like hard work and dumb luck, right? There's no like intellectual answer to it. You know, it's just like, I don't know, for whatever reason, whatever sort of rolling off of us, it's, it's, it's finding a place, right? Um, yeah, that's what it is, man. It's like, look, rock and roll is a pretty simple thing, right? It's not like, 
you just sort of dive in and you have fun, right? Yeah. It has a, if it's meant to have a place, it will, you know? Um, and that's what it is here. And I think, I think that's how it's like, you know, the record gets a little more sophisticated maybe than the EPs, but it still has this sort of youthful exuberance. It's because we're not trying for it to be anything more than that, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, yeah. On the album, like you were saying, you know, you want it, it sounds a little more complex than the EPs you put out. Those EPs are just completely raw and just absolutely phenomenal. And when you play, you know, when you did the Tiny Desk concert, that's how I found out about you guys. And I was like, oh, this right guy on. is just the, he's the greatest because you just didn't stop smiling. But then you also had these amazing <laughs> lyrics and you, you did Too Young to Die in that performance. Or, yeah, I yeah. did. And it's phenomenal. And then on the record, you kind of throw everyone for a loop because they're expecting a, you know, a punk rock album and then you throw in strings. Was that always yeah. in your mind to throw strings into that song? Because it's absolutely, it works phenomenally, but it's just, you know, I wasn't expecting strings on the chorus. And it was f- fantastic. Right. Oh, well, thanks, man. Yeah, I think so, right? We we toured with Cursive, and they had a cellist out every night. Um, you know, and I just, I remember there were three different ones on the tour, but I remember each of them just, like, warming up, like, backstage, and it would just be this cello sort of, like, ringing out through sort of the, sort of the backstage area. It just sounded sort of haunting and lovely and fragile um and i just knew that that was right and it was it was megan one of the cellists who toured with cursive who played who played on the record mm-hmm. um so yeah man i i always knew it was going to be that i mean like to me the punkest thing i can think to do is exactly what i want to do without compromise or concern for what people are going to think right it's like you know putting a cello on a punk record right you know what i mean it was like i was expecting a bit of a backlash but it was like that only that only makes it more appealing to me right i don't want to be i don't want to be i just don't want to be told you have to do it this way right the whole thing about this is sort of being anti sort of you know conforming to anything it's just about I don't want to Xerox the word honesty in this interview, but it's like, it's really just about, it's really truly about that, right? And if that's the thing I'm feeling, if that's the thing like this song wants, it's like, I'm going to put it on there, right? And if, if like, if that's not your thing, you know, cool, you know, just click right through that song and go to the, go to the next one, right? It's exactly. Like, um, but yeah, yeah, but I, I want to be, I, I want to be true to the, to the thing we're doing, um, you know, and I, and I, I quite loved hearing cellos get tracked on this record, so yeah, man. You st- you stuck to honestly well, and I think that's why everyone just loves you is because you, you guys are so honest. I mean, people are getting your lyrics tattooed onto their arms for God's sake. Like people love what you are putting out, and it's just this honesty and this connection that we feel from you. And it's just you know you don't feel like a stranger listening to this album. Like we feel like we know you. Are you afraid to ever just put yourself out there completely, or is it just I'm gonna do what I want to do basically? Yeah, I mean you know man, I had been like to, to anything I did prior to beach Fang, there was always that part of me that stayed guarded right because there's that if you keep a little piece of you right if you sort of get rejected you're kind of like well that's not me being rejected i'm saving part of myself and you can sort of hide behind that and sort mm-hmm. of keep yourself intact right um when i took that leap with beach Fang, it's sort of i sort of knew the risk i mean i'm definitely like sensitive sensitive kid right so yeah. it's just like like i sort of knew what I was, I was i was jumping into the fire there but it was like you know, I just got to a point in my life where it was like that felt right to do. So um, it's it's without apology now, and it won't be anything but that, you know? And it's like, 
you know, man, specifically like through like experiences now with like beach slang and seeing the connectivity and like the letters and like the conversations I have with people at shows. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, you know, I'll never fly differently again. Like just, just really kind of laying your heart out there is a really beautiful thing. I mean, I think optimism these days is like, I don't know, it's kind of scoffed at a little bit, you know, yeah. and I think somebody just needs to sort of plant that flag and be like, no, man, it's, it's okay to think we're going to be all right, you know? Um, that's enter beach line, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you make people, I, it, it, you hit it right on the head. You just people, you make people feel welcome in this record. And it's just, it's a mix of, I mean, it's, it's just a mix of everything that everyone wants in a record. And, you know, you have fans loving you and you have the media completely loving you. You know, things like Spin, NPR, Grantland. I mean, Spin Magazine said this band could be your life. Grantland saying Beachling is the most sincere rock band. I think you guys were on Pace Magazine's top 50 albums of the year. Is it is that praise just letting you like know that you're doing everything right? Or is it making you want to push more? Or is it just like you're just enjoying what's happening and you're just taking this in and you're just trying to enjoy this experience because you don't know when it's going to end. Is that? Yeah, man. It, you know, look, it's wild. I mean, you know, look, to tell it straight, man, I don't overly subscribe to like press or buzz or whatever we might want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, you know, but I'm not oblivious to it and it feels really sweet, right. That people have these nice things to say about it. I just, I feel like if I like indulge in that too much, you know, the work will suffer, you know, the blade will get duller and you know, that's just not an option. Right. So, um, you know, man, it's not lost on me how lucky we are, you know, having this dumb little moment. You know, I just want to hold on to it, to your point, man. I just want to hold on to it and make it last as long as it can, man. It's been a, it's been a pretty all right year, you know. I, uh, <laughs> you know, like, you know, <laughs> if we can sort of stretch this thing, you know, you know, I, I, you know, like anybody, you, you get to do the thing you love. You want to do it as long as you can. I mean, I, I certainly don't want to, like, wear out a welcome, but I feel like, you know, maybe everyone feels this way, right? But I, I feel like I still have a lot to say. I, f- I feel like my best work's still ahead of me as a writer. Um, I hope that's the case. But, but yeah, man, right now it's just like it's being on like a really wild amusement park ride. We're just gonna, you know, we're laughing the whole way, man. So we're just gonna like hold on and just keep doing the thing until people stop showing up at shows. You know, <laughs> you'll always have one fan in me because I just looking at you guys play. It's just it's it's incredible what you guys bring to the table. You know, it's it's not hard to describe, but people ha- still have to experience because you feel at home at one of your shows and you feel like you belong at one of your shows, but it's still just some energy that's surrounding the whole crowd. And I, I'm kind of lo- like you, what you said kind of just brought a smile to my face and I just kind of forgot like what question I was going to ask. Um, but I mean, you've been a part of the punk rock scene and since the 90s. How have you changed in telling your story? Because it seems like, you know, being youthful and being like, you know, being against the grain has really stuck with you. But how are you trying to change up that story in the beach slang lyrics? Yeah, it it, it has for sure, man. And I just I think it's like, you know, experience is a really sort of right on storyteller. Right. I mean, you know, at this point in my life, I've been in enough sort of weirdo things to have something worth saying. Right. And. I've collected enough of a, of a vocabulary to maybe find a more interesting way to say it. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I've always just sounded dumb or defeating when, you know, I see people stop living at like 30 or 40 or whatever it might be, you know. Um, 
Bukowski said this thing about, you know, living life so well that death will tremble to take us. And it's like, mm-hmm. I dig that. Like, that's, <laughs> that feels right to me. You know, I'm like, I want to go, you know, like Hunter S. Thompson, man, I want to go skidding into the grave, you know, because I don't understand, I, I don't see why you would want to do it another way. You know, when people make that shift from living to existing, it's like, I never want to, like, exist. You know, I want to, like, be alive until the things until the things done right i mean i said this thing in an interview before i think it i think it may have been i can't remember who with but i was like you don't have to retire from being alive when you're 35 you know? yeah <laughs> man you just like don't you know to me like my little mantra is like stay young stay hungry you know this is your life and it's happening real you quick know? i just um did yeah, you man. steal that from gaslight <laughs> oh did i no. I, don't, I don't know, man. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, something like that? I'm just messing with you. Yeah, in a song they say, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> stay hungry, stay free, and do the best that you can. And I feel like you, oh, you guys are like living that out. And the uh, the lyric that sticks with me the most is, I hope when I die I feel this alive. That's, I mean, that's poetry. And you're, you're speaking like a poet right now. Is that, like, what's, oh. what's the lyric that, just, that you've wrote? Is there any that just, like, wait, I wrote that? Like, or is, is there any that's the <laughs> one that, like, still shocks you? Yeah, man. You know, I... I... Look, man, I, I, I really treat them all very special. You know, I wanted to be a writer before I ever picked up a guitar, man. So, you know, words are really hugely dumb, necessary, beautiful things to me, right? And I treat them all with the respect I feel they deserve, right? It's like, right, when, you know, when I, when I wrote that line, I felt like I had that little hair stand up on my arms. You know, that's the moment <laughs> I wait for when I'm writing stuff. Nothing sort of gets by you know, without having one of those moments, you know, and I, I mean, on, on the new record, I remember when I wrote, and it's why it's the last song in the record is like, I blur all this hurt in the sound, you mm-hmm. know, and I, when I, I just remember writing that and having that, I mean, you know, I don't want to sit here and strain my arm by patting myself on the back, but, but those are the moments I wait for, man. So I think, I think I have a, you know, it, I, I would sound like a, a real jerk if I sort of went through here and I sort of said, oh, this line and that line and that <laughs> line. But it's like, it's because they mean that much to me. And it's like, I see what they mean to people who listen to this band. And it's like, man, I'm starting to really feel this responsibility of like, I don't want to let people down that this thing has helped. You know, it's like these stories that kids tell me now are knocking around in my head and I'm like, you know, we need that thing, right? It's, yeah. that, it's that same thing like when I got turned on to bands that like helped me through a thing or whatever. It's like if I'm if, if these finds that to even one person, I have an infinite responsibility to that one person to like not let them down. So so in that way, to get back to an earlier question, that's definitely fueled the work. I mean, that's that is driving me now as I'm beginning to write LP two in a way that you know, I feel really beautifully shoved, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to, I want to make this thing for my friends. You know, I, I, I never feel like we have fans, right? We just have friends. I just, I'm just making more friends, you know, which is great. And I just, I don't, I don't want to let them down, you know? As long as you guys stay honest, you won't let anyone down. I mean, it's just, it's when you're in the crowd watching you guys, it just feels like everyone is just a part. Like you said, it's like watching your friends play a house show, but your friends are right also on. like, complete rock stars and then you also talked right. about <laughs> you talked about bands that like helped you through times you know like i obviously see drawbreaker and replacements because you guys played like four covers by both of those bands at your show and it was awesome it was yeah man i have uh, alex chilton or no uh can't hardly wait on my phone that whole thing oh, i'm just incredible it's it was insane i was like all right, right 
because the replacements came like in 2014 and tickets were like 50 bucks and then you guys play the two favorites my two favorite songs by them and i'm like all right i just saw you know the the replacements and it was 10 times better ah right on man thanks brother that's super humbling yeah i mean you guys are absolutely killing it are there any like i mean jawbreaker replacements who else inspire you inspires you guys yeah um Jeez, man, that, that list is probably pretty ridiculous. But, like, <laughs> you know, man, like, uh, Husker Du, Psychedelic Furs, mm-hmm. uh, Magnetic Fields. I don't know. There's been some recent stuff I've been digging on. Um, uh, this band See Through Dresses, this band Bike Drama. Like, just, uh, you know, man, I'm, I'm in that world, right? At Jesus and Mary Chain. I mean, man, we could talk about records, man. This this, con- this, interview, <laughs> this interview could get really crazy long. Um, I, yeah, I've really been digging on, like, kind of more shoegaze sort of like late 70s early 80s like new wave stuff but like gotcha i don't know i I, yeah man yeah um i'm a real sucker for like brit pop like you know man i grew up on records you know yeah i uh, I could i could i could tell the brit pop in you because the way you dress it just seems like you know you've walked out of the 70s and it's awesome and plus with all your art plus with all your artwork it just looks like something that came out of the 70s but it's still like new you know what i'm saying like it's not cheesy it's still like this awesome like thing that looks vintage you know what i'm saying thanks man thanks man yeah we get that like it feels new and familiar at the same time and i love that you know so it's sort of like an old friend you never met before you mm-hmm. know and i kind of I've, I've dug that sort of description of things you know yeah it's it's incredible what you guys bring because it's just it feels right but it doesn't feel new it feels like i've been listening to this band for at least you know like this is like it seems like this was your like seventh album or something but you talked about uh-huh. your second album is there uh, anything I can squeeze out of you for that? Like, what, what's what's the whole happening on there? Yeah, well, it, it's so early on, man. I have about yeah. I have about six things sort of like skeletally demoed um, at home right now. I'm, I'm just like sort of working on the lyrical part of of, of those. Mm-hmm. What I'm considering like the first half of the record, but um, yeah, you know, man, it's like again doing the thing I'm feeling right now. It's definitely pushing a little bit more. I never want to get like you know, we have this one gear and that's what people expect in every record, you know, to get back to the Xerox thing, right? I don't yeah. want to just Xerox records. And then it's just like, man, what a way to just burn a band out where it's like, man, I really loved it when they sort of started out, but you know, three records in, they've made the same record the whole time. So, so I definitely want to sort of push and bend and evolve things, but you know, man, look, it's always going to be rooted in like, you know, plugging in, turning up and doing the thing you know, in the spirit of the replacements, because mm-hmm. like that's the thing that lights me up, you know? Yeah. I mean, what you guys did on the first EP, then to the second EP and then to the whole album, it's, it feels like they're all different pieces, but you know, by the same band, like, it just feels like it's, it's a continuation of a story, but every story has like their different quirks about it. It's, it's incredible. Um, oh. Just real quick, what does college radio mean to you guys? Because I know that's kind of off subject, and we'll get back to the whole subject, but what does college mean to your band exactly? Right on, man. Well, look, man, it means so much, right? It, like, for me, like, it was always the height of cool, right? For me as a listener and, like, later as a band, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I first started to figure it out, like, really got turned on to, like, good music, you know, not the stuff my mom was playing in the house, not the stuff, <laughs> right, you know what I mean, yeah, really got exactly. turned on, it was college radio, you know, like the whole, like the stuff we we're talking about, the replacements, who's going to do, like the Stooges, whatever, you know, whatever, pretty much everybody I named to you before, Jesus, Mary, all that, 
you know, the list is infinite, right? But, mm-hmm. like, that's where it happened for me. You know, I had some friends that, like, DJed. Um, you know, the cool thing about where I sort of came up in that era, you know, when I first started joining bands and getting into the scene, there were, like, three college stations within radio reach, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, like, you know, come on. No one, no one I knew listened to commercial radio. You listened yeah. to college radio, and you got turned on to... Man, I adore it with everything I've got, man. Like, that's always been the measure to me of, like, does a band I'm in matter, right? Because it's like, I don't know, it's always felt tastemaker and cool because there's that, you know, I don't know. There's just always been something very dividing about college radio. I assume it's because people do that thing because you just absolutely love it right you're you're sitting in that booth playing these records because music means that much to you they're the people i want to get turned on the records by yeah i mean i i can speak for yourself i mean i could speak uh on behalf of, of what you said where you said you know once you're playing on college radio that you've made it you've definitely have made it in my book because that's the only thing i play i play bad art and weirdos ideas at every top of the hour because we're supposed to play a new song so i just play that oh. like constantly it's, Thanks, my man. I mean, you guys are putting out great stuff, so I mean, I'm not going to hide that from people. <laughs> right on, right on. It's, oh, well. it, oh, what are you going to say? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that, that's that's really really sweet, man. Because I um, I'm not pandering to the to the college radio thing here. I mean, it really has it really does mean an immense amount to me. So to know that we're getting spun there, really, uh, I've got a glow about me right now, man. Knowing that, so I, thank you. I have a buddy who works at uh, DePaul, and he's he's on the radio, and he actually named his show All Fuzzed Out after you guys. Oh, right on! I'm I'm hip to that, man. I, I, <laughs> I, okay, I've seen that I've seen that cat right on like social and stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I flipped out when I saw that the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 so cool. Just I mean, I the first band. I feel like it's the first band I kind of found. I, you know what I'm saying? Like everything, it was like, you know, something my dad listened to. Like I didn't find Springsteen, you know, Springsteen came to me. Beach Lang, you know, I had to kind of do some digging around and I found you guys and I just, I'm just going to be something I never let go. Cause like you guys, it's, you guys are never going to, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to, you know, put a high standard, but I feel like you guys aren't going to like disappoint me ever. Cause it's just, it's something real that you guys give out. Man, thank you so much for that. I, I, I can promise you that I'll be, punching as hard as I can not to let you down for sure, man. I don't, uh, you know, I don't wear it lightly, man. You know, I, um, look, this thing means the world to me right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, uh, yeah, man, I just like with everything, you know, I just want to keep pushing it forward, pushing it up. And like, you know, I, you know, I've always thought about this thing. as like, you know, we were, we're sort of, if we're building a house here, right. It's like the foundation's built out of punk, but we're not building a ceiling on it. You know, mm-hmm. it, like, as big as this thing can sort of grow and push out, man, as long as, like, we're not compromising the thing we believe in, which will never happen. Yeah. I, you know, the, the, the broader the reach for this thing, you know, I'm way into that because all I'm really trying to fire out into the world is goodness, right? So the broader the reach, you know, of things like that, the better. Uh, I don't know. Thanks, man. I'm feeling really sort of humbled and blushed right now. I, 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 re- I really appreciate everything you're... Uh, you're doing for the thing because it's like I could be writing these these same songs right in my room and nobody could care and like that's as far as they go as my room man so it takes like I don't know you know people that hear these things give them life you know and mm-hmm. I uh, I appreciate you being one of those 
Yeah, I feel like it kind of went away from an interview and me just kissing your ass, but um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna hide the shame. I mean, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna. This is the coolest thing that's happened to me. Like, this is the reason I got into college radio was to you know interview great bands. And speaking of college radio, and you mentioned some newer bands that you got into. Is there one band that's up and coming, maybe from Philly, that you guys feel really strongly about, and you guys want us to start spinning? Because I will take any music re- recommendation you have. Yeah, man. Um, can I hit you to the two I mentioned before that may have may have passed in conversation? But I just think they're both so incredible. Neither of them are from Philadelphia, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, throw them out. Man, they re- really deserve to be heard. Uh, it's called the one's called See Through Dresses. See Through um, Dresses. Yeah, they're from Omaha. Okay. And the other band's called Dyke Drama. They're from Olympia. It's actually it's Sadie from that band Gloss. It's her, it's her, it's her other band, and it's super. You know, like Westerberg, you know. I gotcha. Yeah, like just, just, it's like you guys, but a little different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely of that world. I mean, like if we toured together, people would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. One of those deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to, you know, ask like the usual question like, oh, how's tour been? But I mean, how do you enjoy touring? Because I mean, you, you're away for a bit, you know, a t- amount of time. Is that like, do you does that give you reassurance in your band or is there sometimes where you're just kind of like kind of fading away from it? Yeah, I, man. Um, look, man, I, I love to tour, you know, it's like, that's the thing that, um, you know, we love, we love to do. Right. And it's that thing like, look, man, it's kind of hard to complain when you're out on the road with like your three best friends. Yeah. And you're, 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 you know, you're piling into a club each night playing these songs and people are singing them back to you it feels great right i mean that's not to say there aren't times you're tired and maybe you miss your bed and you miss whatever those little sort of creature comforts that we all sort of have in life but um no man i mean it's it's you know i i think the longest we go out for at a clip is typically like four or five weeks it's really not that long when sort of every day is sort of this like wild sort of little adventure you know the, the time sort of sort of hums by you know i gotcha yeah yeah um so final question yes what is your ultimate goal for beach slang and what where do you want if if i if i get the chance to interview again say in like three years what are we going to be talking about then about beach slang? right oh man that, that, that's a great question um that the work stays true um I think that we we grow this band on our own terms. Um, I think you know the, the the messaging and the connectivity and it mattering is still very much in place. You know, um, man, and it'd be great if like you know that's how I'm able to keep the lights on. It's just like by playing my guitar. You know, uh, I, I don't have dreams of being you know Zeppelin or Bowie. You mm-hmm. know, I just like. <laughs> I just want to make like honest work that affects people in a good, meaningful way, you know? Um, and, yeah. and like I said, man, if, if that can be the thing that like, if that's my job it, I, and I hesitate to call it a job, you know, but <laughs> if, if that's the thing I do to pay the bills, it's like, I can't imagine, you know, a better way to spend my time, you know, like being a person alive in the world, you know, it's like, you know, my, 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 my dreams are, are, are both humble and mind-blowing, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. humble in the way that, like, I'm not really trying to be much, but the thing I'm trying to be means more to me than anything. Um, and that's really all it is, you know? I just want to, like, keep driving around the country and meeting really cool people and and doing the thing, you know? It, it, 
Yeah, I don't. I, I'm hoping the next time we interview, and whether it's a couple of years, things aren't a whole lot different, man. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe we're selling a few more records or, or playing a room that's a little bigger. But it's like, I don't know, man. Things feel pretty, pretty, pretty right on right now. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's fantastic what you guys are doing, and I mean, I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna shell out any type of money to see you guys, whether you guys are playing, you know, the United Center next time, or you're just sticking back at the Subterranean. Either way, right it's going to be a fantastic thing. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for what you know, the music you've played, the music you've put out, and just doing this interview in general because it's been absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you so much, man. Your, your your sort of thoughtfulness and like, man, you wear your heart on your sleeve just like I do, man. So we're like, we're we're we're, we're kindred little souls, man. It was it was really great to spend time talking with you, man. I, I appreciate mean, it. it. This is the reason why people love you, man, because you wear your heart on your sleeve and you just feel like. You are somebody we've known for our whole life. And I've only been alive for, what, 18 years? But I feel like I've known you for that whole 18 years. It's been absolutely fantastic watching you guys put out this new album in October. Uh, if you're listening to this interview and you haven't picked it up, you are a complete fool. It is the things we do to find people who feel like us. Uh, it's out on polyvinyl. It is out on CD. You guys put it out on cassette, right? We did, yep. Yeah, cassette, vinyl, and it's also line for digital download. So I want to thank James Alex so much. He's from Beachling. He's an amazing guy. If you have never seen them, definitely go to the nearest Beachling concert because you will not regret it. James, thank you so much. Sean, thank you so much, man. I appreciate every second of this, man. Thank you so much. You're absolutely fantastic, buddy. Keep it up. Cool. Will do. Awesome. Thank Take you, care, James. My man. Take care. You too. Thank you for listening to this WXAV.com podcast. Check out WXAV.com for future podcasts. WXAV, the escape from ordinary radio.